This is Exposing Washington with Walker Wildman, bringing clarity to Washington, D.C. news. We see corruption at every level in Washington. Exposing the deception plaguing our nation's capital. Not only what he told every Republican senator, but what he told the press over and over and over again was a simple lie. And helping Christians stay informed about government. This puts a bigger burden on voters to go figure out what's actually going on. This is Exposing Washington with Walker Wildman on American Family Radio. Is fight in Congress, fight in the courts, fight in the streets, fight in the streets, fight online, fight at the ballot box. You get out and you Their idea is, look, nonviolence hasn't worked, and we are going to try to stop this. President Walker, how do you resist the temptation to run up and wring her neck? Our democracy is under siege. People need to start taking to the streets. This is a dictator. This is people, this is a, we need a revolution at this point. We will, as per Chief Jim Hopper, punch some people in the face. The spokesperson, the mouthpiece for the President of the United States, to say you don't know me in certain quarters in this nation, that starts a physical fight. H. Look as his character is stabbed to death. And there's no mistaking the Trump connection. Violence from the Democrats must end. And that's what we'll be discussing on the show today. Welcome to Exposing Washington on the American Family Radio Network. I am your host, Walker Wildman. That was a montage there. A montage put out by the Republican Party, by the GOP, of Democrats and Hollywood pop stars encouraging death and physical violence against anyone who dares to think for themselves and dares to support President Trump. Welcome to the show today. We're on YouTube and Facebook, so you can type in uh, Exposing Washington on YouTube and watch the show there. I have a Facebook page. Just type in Walker Wildman on Facebook. And lastly, I'm on Twitter. So all three of those places, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter on YouTube, type in Exposing Washington. You'll find our YouTube channel there, and you can actually watch the show each week. And then, of course, you can follow me on Facebook and YouTube, Walker Wildman, on both of those platforms. And uh, one other thing is, is another great way to keep up with American Family Radio is to download our mobile device app. You can download the app on your smartphone, on your tablet device, and you can listen anywhere so long as you have an internet connection. So uh, one more great way to keep up with the show, and of course you can get the Exposing Washington podcast page on that that, uh, platform. Next week, or this upcoming week rather, is our uh, Fall Share-a-thon. American Family Radio, One Nation Under God, Fall Share-a-thon, October 16th, 17th, and 18th, Tuesday through Thursday this upcoming week. Tune in to American Family Radio, and uh, if, if AFR Im- has impacted your life, if you enjoy and benefit from American Family Radio's broadcast, then join us in our Fall share and and donate and support the work of American Family Radio. To find out more, you can visit our website, AFR.net. But some good news this week is that Justice Kavanaugh is now on the Supreme Court. Judge Brett Kavanaugh is now an associate justice on the Supreme Court. So we weathered the storm. Brett Kavanaugh fight. He fought the left. And we won. 
We won. Brett Kavanaugh, he weathered the storm. He fought this thing out. He beat the left, beat the mob, beat the communists, beat the Marxists, and he's on the Supreme Court. So congratulations to Associate Justice Brett Kavanaugh for bringing on the Supreme Court. He was, he was confirmed by a narrow margin, but nonetheless, he is on the Supreme Court. And so one more victory uh, for conservatives trying to rein in our out-of-control judiciary. But the amount of dangerous rhetoric, and that's what I want to talk about today, is the amount of dangerous rhetoric coming from the Democrats has become too much to keep up with. There's so many examples of this dangerous rhetoric that it's hard to keep up with. And this all really began about three years ago, maybe a little more, in 2015, when it started to appear like Donald Trump would be the Republican nominee. That's when things really started heating up. And a prime example of that is this article I have here from CNN. One of the few times I'll actually cite a CNN story, but this dates back to 2016. In California, President Trump, well, then-candidate Trump, was attending or attempting to attend a Republican conference or Republican convention in California. Well, here's what happened, according to CNN. Hundreds of demonstrators descended on the California Republican Convention Friday to protest Donald Trump ahead of his speech. Protesters, some of whom were ba- wore bandanas over their faces and carried Mexican flags, blocked off the road in front of the Hyatt Regency here, forcing the GOP frontrunner, listen to this, forcing the GOP frontrunner's motorcade to pull over along a concrete median outside the hotel's back entrance, Trump and his entourage got out and walked into the building from the back. And so that this really got this really got the mob going, if you will. And that is in California, President Trump, then candidate Trump, is trying to go and speak at a convention and he can't even enter through the front door. And he really can't even enter through the back door in a traditional sense. You know, usually the candidates and the the detail, they will park behind the hotel intentionally and park right by the back door and they'll they'll get the, the president in or the candidate in and then they'll exit the same way. But in this case, if you watch the video, and there'll be a, I'll post an article on the podcast page at AFR.net, but if you watch the video, Candidate Trump had to park like on the interstate, get out of his vehicle, walk and like cross a barrier, and then walk up a hill, and then walk across the parking lot into the hotel. And so why did he have to do this? Because the angry mob in California... They were, they were blocking the streets in California, and, pres- and then candidate Trump could not get to the entrance of the building. So that's one prime example. I'll post that on the podcast page at AFR.net. But moving on here, another example was a few months later in, in, in Ohio, I believe Dayton, Ohio, candidate Trump was giving a speech in an airport hangar, which he did very often during the campaign, And Donald Trump, candidate Trump, was giving a speech, probably 1,000, 2,000 people there maybe. The airport hangar was pretty full. 
and the stage is kind of in the middle of the crowd. So you have a crowd basically surrounding the stage, which is really not a smart idea when it comes to security. But the, so you have, you know, probably 99% of the people there like President Trump. Well, this one guy got in who obviously didn't like him, and he decided he was going to storm the stage and try to attack candidate Trump. Well, thankfully, Secret Service barely got him before he reached the candidate. Nonetheless, another example, headline here is, Secret Service rushes, rushes stage to protect Donald Trump at Ohio rally because an angry uh, protester wanted to do something to candidate Trump. We don't know because he never reached him, but who knows what he would have tried to do uh, when, if he would have been able to reach candidate Trump. And I'm tying all these examples together because I'm trying to show to you that this is not a one-time thing. This is not a, well, every year or two, somebody gets mad and does something they shouldn't. No, this is like every other week now. Every other week where where either either President Trump or somebody that supports him becomes under assault, is accosted, heckled, mobbed. And so this is not a rare occurrence. One more example, well, one more example of, of before President Trump was sworn into office when he was a candidate. This is from the New York Times. Donald Trump's rally in Chicago canceled after violent scuffles. And the article's move was on to read. This is when President Trump was still a candidate. With thousands of people already packed into stands and music blaring to warm up the crowd, Donald J. Trump's campaign abruptly canceled his rally here on Friday night over security concerns. Security concerns. As protesters clashed with his supporters inside the arena where he was to speak. And if you watch the video here, once again, the mob made its way into the rally somehow, hid amongst the supporters coming in, and they were getting it, they were pushing each other, yelling at each other, punching each other, and there were just these brawls throughout the whole arena. Because the angry mob, the angry Democrat mob, made its way into the arena where Donald Trump was set to speak, and Donald Trump had to cancel his rally. You know where this happens? Things like this happen in China. They happen in North Korea. They happen in Venezuela. They happen in all these third world countries where there's anarchy. Where there's anarchy and where the ruling uh, government doesn't allow descendants. Doesn't allow dissidents, rather. And so... But this is coming to America, President Candidate Trump having to cancel a rally because the angry left-wing mob took over the event center in Chicago back in 2016. But moving on here, I want to start playing some clips here. And I want to start playing some clips of very well-known people, people of influence, who have either condoned Violence against conservatives are, and, and my friends, this is not just conservatives. This is basically anybody who's not a Democrat, they're in favor of violence against them. And so this is not a partisan thing. But moving on here, the first clip I want to play here is 
this is clip one. Madonna, the, the actor, the singer, the star, Madonna, she's doing this event, this Women's March, the day after the inauguration in Washington, D.C., and guess what she had to say? Let's listen. Yes, I have thought an awful lot about blowing up the White House. Well, there you have it. Let's play that one more time. This is Madonna in Washington, D.C. Yes, <laughs> I have thought an awful lot about blowing up the White House. All right, folks. Well, there you have it. Madonna saying, I have thought an awful lot about blowing up the White House. She said that in front of thousands of people on national television. And as I mentioned, that was the day after the inauguration. And guess what? My wife and I, we're actually in Washington, D.C. the day she said that because proud of Donald Trump winning the presidency, wanting to experience history. My wife and I went to Washington, D.C. that week and we watched the inauguration. We attended events. And the next morning, January 21st, we, my wife and I, were headed back to the airport to come back to Mississippi. And guess what we got stuck in? We got stuck in traffic because Madonna's crowd was blocking the streets. And so I have firsthand knowledge of this event. Madonna says, I've thought an awful lot about blowing up the White House. And my wife and I got stuck in traffic in Washington, D.C. Not to mention my wife was, was several months pregnant. And I was thinking to myself, whatever we got to do to get out of this mob, we're going to do it because I'm not letting my wife and I get injured and my, my newborn child or my, my young child in my wife's uh, stomach. I'm not going to let them get injured here. And so it was actually pretty intimidating being amongst the uh, communist mobsters in Washington, D.C., Madonna being one of them. But moving on here. Uh, it went from Madonna. It kind of it didn't start there, if you will, but she kind of hyped it up by saying, "I thought about blowing up the White House." But then here's Maxine Waters. This is a Democrat out of California, elected Congresswoman out of California. Maxine Waters, clip two. Let's see what she has to say. And if you see anybody from that cabinet in a restaurant, in a department store. At a gasoline station, you get out and you create a crowd. And you push back on them. And you tell them they're not welcome anymore, anywhere. Well, there you have it. Maxine Waters, Congresswoman, saying, create a crowd. Push back on them. Tell them they're not welcome anywhere, anytime. That's what she said, end quote. That was the same weekend after Sarah Huckabee Sanders, the wonderful spokeswoman for the White House, which is doing an excellent job. Congratulations to her. But Sarah Sanders tried to go to the Red Hen restaurant in Virginia. And guess what? The manager said, uh, ma'am, you can't eat here. You're not welcome here. I don't agree with your boss. I don't agree with President Trump. So you're out of here. So Sarah Sanders and her family can't have dinner. Because the manager doesn't agree with her politics. So that was uh, the same weekend that Maxine Waters said, you push back on them. You don't let them in here. They're not welcome. Guess what happened that same weekend? Sarah Sanders told she can't have dinner in Virginia at a restaurant because the owner disagrees with her politics. Boy, I wish the bakers and florists, the Christian bakers and florists had the same right 
to deny services, but oh, no, no, they have to serve anybody and everyone. Moving on here, a little, a little sarcasm there, tongue-in-cheek. This is clip four, and see, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, clip three. Uh, we're going back into Hollywood. Johnny Depp, Don't I know he played in, I think, Pirates of the Caribbean and some other movies. I mean, he's pretty well-known in Hollywood. Probably pretty popular amongst pop culture, but uh, that doesn't really say much. Johnny Depp here, here's what he had to say in event. This is at an event. This is clip three. It's just a question. I'm not insinuating anything. By the way, this is going to be in the press. It'll be horrible. But I'd like, I like that you're all a part of it. When was the last time an actor assassinated a president? <laughs> wow. Johnny Depp, said, Johnny Depp there says, when was the last time an actor? He, he says, oh, this is just a hypothetical. When was the last time an actor assassinated the president? So Johnny Depp there, Madonna says, I thought about blowing up the White House. Maxine Waters says, push back on them. They're not welcome. Johnny Depp says, hey, how about somebody assassinate the president? Hypothetical question. Moving on here to try to get all this, all this uh, content in. Clip four, this is, now we're moving up higher in the ranks in the Democratic Party. Hillary Clinton, she says, no, it's not time to be civil. This is clip four. Let's listen. You cannot be civil with a political party that wants to destroy what you stand for, what you care about. That's why I believe if we are fortunate enough to win back the House and or the Senate, that's when civility can start again. All right, well, there you have it. Hillary Clinton says, no, we're not going to be civil, not until we take power again. And, you know, this is exactly what they want. I believe that that these calls to violence... And this, this dangerous rhetoric that, that I just played, all those clips, I believe that this is orchestrated. I believe it's well orchestrated and it's intentional. I don't believe that people are kind of losing control of their emotions at times and then they say things they wish they wouldn't have said. Because this is becoming a very, very common and consistent theme. And it's coming from people who are very astute in public speaking and public speech. So they don't often say things they don't wish they should have, would have said. They say things they want to say and that they mean. Hillary Clinton says, no, it's not time to be civil. We'll be civil after we take back power, totalitarian power of our government, and continue squashing the American dream. But as I mentioned, this is exactly what the Democrats want. And here's what I mean by that. They want the perception to be that every time Republicans get control of Washington, things get chaotic and unstable. That's the picture they want to paint. And so they want you and I to think, this is brainwashing at its finest, they want you and I to think that Republicans don't know what they're doing, and every time they get in control, they mess things up. And, and, and things just aren't peaceful. There's unrest. That's what the Democrats, that's the perception and honestly the reality that they want to bring forth. And in hopes that your average voter says to themselves in future elections, you know, every time those Democrats get in control of things, things just start to be a mess. I mean, the stock markets, you know, up and down, up and down. People are burning stuff in the streets. 
you know, we just need to put the Democrats back in control. Because when the Democrats are in control, you know, things kind of calm down and everybody's happy. That's the picture they want to paint. But let me tell you, friends, things might be kind of chaotic throughout the U.S. with these, these rallies and these mobs. But in Washington, our government's actually running pretty well compared to years past. So don't let the Democrats discourage you and fool you into thinking Republicans don't know what they're doing. President Trump doesn't know what he's doing because I would agree it's the exact opposite. Now, let me preface that. Uh, let me follow up on that with I don't agree with everything the Republicans do. I don't agree with everything the president does. But I can promise you this. We're doing a little better under Republicans than we would be doing under President Hillary Clinton. Let me just leave it at that. But moving on here, the last clip I want to play today is this is clip five. And this is the former attorney general under President Obama, Eric Holder. Here's what he has to say about what we should do to Republicans. Let's listen. They have used the power that they have gotten for all the wrong things. They want to keep themselves in power. They want to cater to the special interests. It is time for us as Democrats to be as tough as they are, to be as dedicated as they are, to be as committed as they are. Michelle always says, Michelle Obama, I love her, you know, <coughs> she and my wife like really tight, um, which always scares me and Barack. <laughs> but Michelle always says that, you know, when they go low, we go high. No, no. When they go low, we kick them. <laughs> That's what this new Democratic Party is about. <laughs> there you have it. I'm laughing because I cannot believe I'm hearing this. Eric Holder, the former chief law enforcement officer of the land, he said, when they go low, we kick them. When they go low, we kick them. That's Eric Holder for you. As he said, this is his quote. This is the new Democrat Party. Welcome to America. Moving on here, but, but to kind of wrap this discussion up, this has all climaxed, so we think, during the Kavanaugh hearings. You know, we thought to ourselves, boy, this couldn't get any worse. This is horrible. This is nasty. This is getting dangerous. The mobs stormed Washington, D.C. They accosted senators, and they tried to pry their way literally into the Supreme Court while, Je while Brett Kavanaugh is trying to be sworn in. But this is their last option. Pay attention to this. This is it. This is, they've, they've resorted, this is their last resort, as people say. This is their last option. This is their last card. Violence. There is nothing else. There is no other campaign slogans. There's no other, other, other options, other civil options. They've exhausted all of their options. They've tried the Russia investigation. They've tried impeachment talk. They've tried blocking nominees through the through through uh, the Senate. I mean, they've done all these things. They've incited violence uh, early on, but now it's it's getting to the point where they have no other options. So I think you're going to hear violence encouraged by the Democrats for months to come, and basically until President Trump is out of office. So uh, this is not going to go away. Uh, I wish it would, but I don't think it is because I genuinely believe that the Democrats, the, the Democratic leaders, 
like Hillary Clinton, Chuck Schumer, and others, I genuinely think that they want violence. And some of you might disagree with that. Some of you might be saying, how can you assume that? But I don't know why else you would encourage violence unless you want it. Why would you encourage something that you don't want? Maxine Waters, get up in their face. They're not welcome here. Hillary Clinton says it's not time to be civil. Eric Holder says it's time to kick them. So these are their own words, folks. These are their own words. So I think that the Democrats, they want some of their supporters to snap. They want their supporters to snap. I think they would not care if another Steve Scalise happened. I honestly don't. I honestly don't. Remember that? Steve Scalise was gunned down in Virginia on a baseball field a little over a year ago because he doesn't agree with the Democrats. And guess who gunned him down? A Bernie Sanders supporter. And a guy named James Hopkinson who went on Facebook and, and, and ranted and raved against President Trump and said he didn't like him. He said it's time to end Trump and company. It's time to end them. And so these are, these are Democrats, folks. These are not, you know, some left wing uh, on the fringe of the party. You know, one example, this has become mainstream. This has become mainstream. And so if this scares you, uh, if this concerns you, what you're seeing out of Washington and all across the country, this violence against political opponents, then you need to vote in November. You need to vote on November 6th, 2018. Because honestly, we need to remain calm. Those of us who tend to think more conservatively, those of us who are Christians, who, are, who have been saved by the blood of Jesus Christ, we need to remain calm. I know it's easy to get upset, it's easy to get frustrated, easy to get angry at the kind of treatment we're seeing happen to people like us in America today, but we need to remain calm, and here's where we can voice our frustrations. We don't have to kick them, as Eric Holder said. We don't have to go burn down the streets, rush the Supreme Court, accost Democratic senators, we don't have to do all that. We're better than that. We need to vote. That's what we need to do. That is the most peaceful form of protest that we can ever do. We need to vote. We need to vote our values. I'm not telling you who to vote for. I'm not telling you who to vote for. I'm just saying you need to vote. But if you want to learn who to vote for, who aligns with your values most, you can go to afaaction.net. afaaction.net. I'll post a link to that on the podcast page. Go to the voter guide there, AFA Action Voter Guide, and find which candidate aligns with your values most. Exposing Washington American Family Radio, our website, afr.net. We'll be back next week exposing more of Washington.
The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.